Oh, my. <laughs> hey, guys. Wow. Well, you remember our song? Let's sing our theme song. When life gives you a story Too shameful not to share Yes. <laughs> like wedgies in the locker room A bubble gum in your there's a game show always standing by to take you there. What is it? Shame that too. <laughs> it's your job to spin a yarn in three minutes flat. Hey, but first you gotta spin the wheel of genres before that. Oh! In that genre, I'll compose a song. Please don't think me a brat. Cause I shame that too. Yeah. The crowd will let you know it's good by the noises that y'all make. Then you just might win yourself a gift card or a cake. Oh, either way, feel good about yourself for goodness sake. You helped us shame that tune. Shame, Shame that tune, yeah. Shame, wow. That tune, yeah. Oh. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Uh, welcome to tonight's episode of. Shame That Tune, where we pay tribute to fast food. My name is Brian Costello, and as always, I am the interviewer on the show, the man unafraid to ask not only the tough questions, but the tender questions as well. Tough and tender, that's me. And over here, he comes to us from the Mystic Lotus Center for Positive Visualizations, all the way from Santa Frutada del Norte, California. He is our timekeeper. Please welcome... The life coach. And right here, uh, she is donated to us free of charge from the hideout. Please welcome our intern, Miss Joan Boner, ladies and gentlemen. Joan Boner. Wait. Joan uh, Boner. Brian. Brian, I think that's actually pronounced Boehner. It's Joan Boehner. <laughs> Boehner, sure it is. Okay, then, Miss Joan Boehner, everybody. Uh, okay, Boehner. Um, here he is, our resident songsmith. Give a warm welcome to Mr. Uh, Abraham. Would you look at those guys? They eating burgers and fries. Would you look at those guys? They eating burgers and fries. Do you care what they say? Do you care what they do? your horses over there, Mr. Abraham Levitan. Uh, save all the singing for the game, the uh, game uh, we're about to play. No, no, no. Brian, I'm starting now because I have some great news to share. My musical, Ronald McDonald Superstar, will be premiering next spring at the Cadillac Theater. Yeah. Wow, that's, uh, that's great news, Abraham, the, uh, the Cadillac Theater. Yeah, well, well. Uh, it's actually premiering at the Giggle Barn Comedy Silo in Wheaton. Uh, but as anybody in the business can tell you, the Giggle Barn is a mere formality before your show gets picked up by the Cadillac. So, uh, anyway. Take a look at those guys. They eating burgers and fries. Hey, that's great. That's, that's great. We're happy Take for you, Abraham. Well, um, that's great. Wonderful. Um, well, I, I have some good news, too. I am... Pleased to announce that my spoken word project, it's called I'm Hating It, is set to premiere next Tuesday at my favorite local bookstore, Shushy Faces. It's a literary salon slash book nook in the up-and-coming Avondale neighborhood. I don't want to spoil too much, but let's just say that the uh, fast food industry is in for a wallop in this acerbically acerbic collection of disgruntled essays from a grumpy pants, tell-it-like-it-is, Chicago kind of guy like myself. 
How about I give you guys a little <laughs> taste? Huh? You guys all right? Okay. Oh, okay, here we go. Oh. <clears throat> you call that a large Coke? I call that a serving of liquid diabetes. You call those large fries? I call those large carcinogenic death sticks. You call that a Big Mac? I call that a George W. Bush burger. And the secret sauce is that yellow caked uranium. Our death merchant neocons led by none other than Ronald Q. McDonald. And that purple motherfucker named Grimace. And the king fascist himself, Mayor McCheese. That drive-through is a real death trip, man. Slimy pink chicken parts. And who mourns for the death flesh massacre? Chicken moms. Balk balking in sickening sorrow for a tomorrow that never arrives. Wow. Wow, Brian. Sounds like you spent a lot of time on that. Uh, I, I guess I just, I didn't know you hated fast food so much. Look, I'm just a cranky, tell-it-like-it-is Chicago writer. I'm harried and I'm hassled, and yeah, fast food is at the top of my take-no-shit list. Well, that's, that's kind of too bad. Why is that? Because I had a part for you to play in my musical. For me? In... Ronald McDonald Superstar? Yeah, that's why I sang what I sang just now. I wanted you to sing it with me as a duet. A duet. I know how much you love duets, but I guess you hate fast food more than you love duets, so... Uh... Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. uh, gosh, I... Uh, one, I yeah? Uh, <sighs> Come on, Brian, sing it with me. You can do it. Would you look at those guys? They're eating burgers and fries. Burgers and fries. Would you look at those guys? Look at them eating burgers and fries. Do you? Or do you care what they say? Do you care what they do? Do you care what they say? Fast food is cool. (laughs) And on that note, uh, we have a great show tonight, so let's get ready to play some Shame That Tune. Okay, we're back. Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for coming out tonight. Uh, So let's explain how we play our little show, Shame That Tune. We have three contestants. They come up one at a time. They come up, they spin this here wheel of musical subgenres, it lands on a category, and then they tell a shameful anecdote from high school, college, maybe a little younger, a little older thereabouts, for three minutes. When that's done, I have the distinct honor and privilege of interviewing them for four minutes. And when all that is finished, Abraham Levitan performs a song based on whatever came up on the wheel that is about the story that was just read. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. So each contestant comes up and they do that. And then at the end, we pick the winner, the most shameful story as determined by you, the people. Does that cover everything? I think there's one thing. Uh, we, you know, we have a three-minute reading, four-minute interview. Who keeps track of this? Who better than a, a coach? But even better than a coach, a life coach. Oh. So when the contestants come up, uh, they, when they get a little too long-winded, perhaps, uh, he will light an incense stick and let them know their time is almost up. And... Uh, Life Coach, what incense flavor do you have for us tonight? Let us know here. Life Coach, everybody. Well, Brian and audience, I'm excited to announce that it's back for a limited time only, the McRib. (laughs) 
But so, it is limited time, oh. so I'm only going to do this one for the first two contestants. Okay. Our third contestant will just have a plain old quarter pounder with cheese. Okay. <laughs> so the first two contestants smell McRib. They know to wrap it up. The third, quarter pounder with cheese. More traditional. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, I think we covered everything, right? Are we, did, I, did I leave anything out here? Uh, we got the categories it. on the wheel. We got a... Thank you, Miss Boehner. Boehner, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. Boehner. Boehner. B-O-E-H-N-E-R. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, it's... All right. Let's go through these categories. It's a fast food-themed wheel of shame. What do we got here? Pizza party. Pizza party in quotation marks. Oh, that is uh, a Parker Brothers board game. (laughs) Oh. Yes, I remember it now. I I do, I do. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Pizza party. Okay. Hey, everybody, there's a brand new game. A couple of you know this one, right? Uh, from the hip hop genre. Of it music. was in the hip hop genre. Yeah, it, it yes. changed the game. Um, yes. uh, uh, salt and pepa. Pepa. Paper. Salt and paper. Paper. Latino. I don't know. Should there have been a little uh, accent? I, pepa. Puts. I, whatever. These, as long as they know what it is. They okay. That's uh, cheese. Burger in Paradise. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Was that also a board game? I could have been. Could have been. Okay. I, I don't know what this is. All but, right. um Have you had your break t- today? Have you had your break today? Oh, okay. Now, I think that was an actual commercial. It was an actual commercial f- from for a fast food. For a fast food. For, for a mm-hmm. fast food. Okay. Yes, move uh, along. Gimme pizza. Olsen twins. Gimme pizza. The Olsen twins. That was something from the internet. They had the long blonde hair in the eighties. Oh, they were the so blonde balladeers. The here she comes, like the, yes, that's okay, right. Okay, the Olsen twins. That's Great. right. Okay, cherry, love and affection. Cherry pie. Cherry pie. Cherry pie. You guys like the dessert or the band? I don't know. Um, I, the Humpty Dance. Humpty dance. I'm familiar Um, with a nursery rhyme about an egg that falls from a wall. There's a dance. Is that what it is? There's a dance now. I'm so far behind the times. I don't know what. There's a brand new dance. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, uh, Scents. Oh, no. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Great. That sounds like a painting by an impressionist master. (laughs) In musical form. Uh, that's a more. That's a more. Okay. That's, that's, that's all you're going to get. That's a one more category. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, cups and cakes. Spinal tap. Cups and cakes. Spinal tap. Yeah. Spinal tap. Yeah. Very, very small moment in that movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll okay. take your word for it. All Eat right. it. Weird Al. Weird Al. Eat it. Eat it. Weird Al. I remember that one. He's weird. He's weird. Okay. Yeah, real good. Great. Good uh, wheel. Really good wheel. Really nice fast food themed wheel. Okay, um, let's play. Wait a second. Hold the hold the fort. Hold what? the fast food fort here. Question mark. We take a suggestion from you, the audience, for a fast food category. Maybe we could put up on the wheel. Maybe something food related. So if you have anything, just shout at the top of your lungs. Uh, we have. Uh, we are musicians. We've been playing for a number of years. Our hearing is not so hot so anymore. So please, uh, Ms. Boner, Mayner, um, uh, please yell anything, any suggestions that you have here. Um, so on the count of three, one, two, three. Hot Cheetos and Takis. Milkshake. Milkshake. I want Candio. On it. Uh, beef bologna. Uh, uh, okay, well, a lot of, a lot to choose from. It's a usual, deafening roar from tonight's audience. A, uh, yeah, this real. Crowd, uh, this crowd better get cut off. Yeah, I know. Overserved. You guys sound overserved. over-served. Yeah, it's uh, okay. But uh, have you heard anything yet? Did should we yell uh, some more? Ca- um, I heard milkshake. Milkshake, milkshake, milkshake. Okay, it's on. So milkshake is our category suggested by you, you. the people. Thank you. (laughs) 2.0. 
Let's play some Shame That Tude. What do you say? Let's get down to business here. That's why we're here tonight. So uh, let's bring up our first contestant. Please give a warm Streets and Sanitation District welcome to Mr. Kevin Smith. Okay, Kevin, uh, give that wheel a really good spin. Audience, shout out what you hope comes up. Milkshake! Oh! Oh, cups and cakes, salt and pepper, salt and pepper. Give me pizza, the Olsen twins. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Miss. Miss. Boehner, Miss Boehner, thank yeah, you. Joan Boehner. Um, this is fun. Okay, Kevin, you have uh, all right. three minutes to shame your story on your mark. Get set. Shame. All right, so this story took place in my like mid-20s, so hope that's all right with everybody. So there was a girl, right? She was really cool and was pretty cute and like from Ohio, which was exotic, and so was, I'm, <laughs> I'm into it. We went to, on a couple of dates, and the third date time rolls around. She tells me all of her friends to be up at this bar is like open comedy mic open mic comedy thing followed by a funk show it just sounds terrible but I'm into it because I'm into this girl so we go and sure enough the music is awful and the comedy is embarrassing but I'm having a really good time I'm on the dance floor with this girl her roommates are laughing her friends are warming up to me and I realize now is the time to really up the stakes so I have an idea that will you know prove to her and her roommates, and to God that I am just awesome and really funny, and like no more speculation. So, this plan is obviously involves the Junior Birdman. Great dance, you'll see it in a second. But I decide to give it my own, you know, jack it up a little bit, give it my own, that just really awesome shit that I'm trying to sell. And so, my plan is this I'm gonna take off my glasses, uh, and I'm gonna drop them in her cleavage, and then I'm going to hit her with the junior Birdman, right? Foolproof. Foolproof. This is going to work. It's awesome. So it's time to pull the trigger, and so take my glasses off, but I forget that I can't see for shit without my glasses. (laughs) Barely know my own name when that happens, but whatever. They're in my hand, and I'm going for it, and I punch her in the boob, and then I try again. And I punch her in the boob. I get it that this isn't working, but it's still a really great plan. So I just, you know, throw the glasses on the bar and just hit her with the junior burn man. And it's great, and I can't see, but, you know, I'm sure if I could, it was just, you know, everybody's laughing and swooning, and it was really cool. So finally get the glasses back up on my face, and she's not there. And I kind of get it. Like, you're going to need a minute to cool off after that. <laughs> Yeah, so a few more minutes go by. She, I can't find her. So I go outside, get a you know, breath of fresh air, and I see her walking down the block and not towards the bar. So I send her a text. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's having a lot of fun. The music's getting real funky now. Where are you at? And I watch her take her phone out of her purse, look at it, and just put it right back in. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> Kevin Smith, everybody. Kevin. Oh, boy. You got it. Kevin Smith. Kevin yeah. Smith, thank you, for, thank you for sharing your shame with us tonight and humiliating yourself in front of it's a room okay. filled with strangers judging you in a yeah. harsh and unforgiving manner. Totally. Now, Kevin, the junior bird man. Yeah. Such a great idea at the time, but... Great. What was intended to be a pratfall of the I can't dance, but boy, am I funny variety backfired. I, I, I guess my first question would be, have you attempted this dance move again and perhaps evolved it into the senior Birdman? A, uh. a dance move where you don't so brazenly attempt to, as the kids say, cop a feel. <laughs> yeah, um, no. No, I'm not ready for the junior bird. Or, whoa, sorry, senior Birdman. Junior Birdman, I'm still trying that. Mm-hmm. You know, still getting in a few good punches. It looked pretty good from what but, we saw yeah, here, if I is, do say so myself. Good, but, um, you know, I'm going to need a little more time. Thank you. Um, dictionaries define the word cleavage as a mm. sharp division, a, a, a split. It is also described as the space between a woman's breasts, sure. especially when it can be easily seen. Now, 
I'm not sure what Casanova or the Fonz would have said about this, but why would you think it would be a good idea to use a woman's cleavage as a place to hold your glasses while you danced? That... That's just where the whole thing falls apart. You know, that's... That, I, don't, I don't know. Interesting. I, I, it's, I'm still not convinced that it, it, it's not going to work, but... It's, the right woman. Yeah, exactly. With it's cleavage. It's them, not me. Yeah. Yep. I am woman, hear me roar. Mm. So sang Helen Reddy back in 2003. She did not sing, I am woman, stick your glasses between my tiggle biddies. Um, my next question is, if hmm? that cleavage, yeah. if that cleavage was in the room right now, looking at yeah. you with cleavagey sadness, what would you say to that cleavage right now? Kevin Smith, answer the question. Yeah, suck it, look at me now, man. This is, right? Yeah. That you had your chance. Yep. A cocky, confident Kevin Smith. Um, uh, so lonely. Sh- <laughs> Shifting gears, Kevin Smith. This is our fast food episode of Shame That Tune. What is your favorite fast food restaurant and why? Panda Express. I went there three times this week already. Because I'm lonely. Because you're lonely. And I can have heartburn too. Loneliness and heartburn. Yeah. It's beautiful one, yeah. two of... Oh. Okay. I and got some on the way over here. You got some on the way here. <laughs> Panda Express, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. And um, uh, uh, from what I understand, you are a musician. Uh, yeah. What instrument do you play? I play the guitar. Okay. Yeah. Rare instrument to play I in know, this town. Um, sweet, right? Okay. What's your favorite chord? Uh a7? Yeah, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. D minor? Yeah. No, nah, A7. Okay, A7. Yeah. yeah, it's got a twang to it. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, so do that. Abraham know. Levitan earning his check tonight. <laughs> A7. <laughs> uh, in, in what, you're in a band? Is it? Yeah, I'm in some bands. I do like. What are uh, the names of your bands? Uh, Captain Captain. We've got a new record coming out. It's called Field Trip. It's pretty, okay. you know, it's a hit. Uh, you got the same reaction that Salt and Peppa got now, so yeah, that was that's nice. The They're audience pretty is pretty hip here. Yeah. Um, so do that. I'm in a band called Gussie, another one called Gussie. Moon Men, and then Moon Men. Okay. I just got my first piece for solo classical guitar published. Oh that's wow! Kind of neat. We sold a copy. So you're a musician, musician. You're not like uh, a. Yeah. The song's about my feelings. Yeah. I got two more for you. And it's like yeah. you got. Yeah, you're a. Okay, yeah. you're the real deal. Okay. Uh-huh. It's wonderful. This is the real well, deal. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> Kevin Smith, it's been really nice to meet you, and uh, thank you for sharing your cleavage-filled uh, shame with us tonight. Thank you, Kevin Smith, everybody. Kevin Smith, and in uh, the style of "Gimme Pizza" by the Olsen Twins, here's Abraham Levitan. <laughs> Funk together. Why, yo? Time to make a move. Take off my glasses, punch her in the boobs, and start shaking asses. Kevin Smith, everybody. Kevin Smith. Thanks, Kevin.
Welcome back, everybody. Let's bring up our second contestant. So please, if you will, uh, give a give a warm northeastern Noble Square welcome mm. to mm. Mm. Nick Bear, everybody. Nick Bear. <laughs> Okay, Nick, give that wheel a great spin. Audience, shout out what you want to hear. Cheeseburger in paradise. What do we got? Salt and pepper. Eat it, Weird Al. Weird Al, Weird Al Yankovic. Eat it. It's about to get real. Here we go. Eat it, Weird Al. Here we go. Okay, Nick, uh, you have... Okay. Oh, that's... Very good. Very, very good, good, intern. Very good. Very professional. That's how we do it in the business of comedy musical game shows. That's how first thing to you. Okay, Nick, you have three minutes on your mark. Get set. Shame. Okay, uh, the first time I ever dated someone was in seventh grade, and her name was Chloe Johnson. Um, she was new to school from the suburbs, so she had kind of an element of mystery about her. Um, plus, she wore, like, long Disney character shirts and tuxedo vests and pork pie hats and, like, aquamarine cavaricis and Chuck Taylors. She was a bad girl. Um, and uh, so in 10 seconds of courage or insanity or something, I somehow asked this girl out, and she said yes. Um, and at this time, I was wearing primarily, like, sweatpants to school still. So this was a major victory. <laughs> Um, and it was great. Um, I would like wait for the bus with her and carefully craft her meaningful mixtapes. And we saw uh, Bird on a Wire with Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn in the theater twice. Uh, the dream. Um, plus, this kind of coincided with the uh, Bulls' first championship run. So I felt like I, too, was finally putting all the pieces together. And, uh, you know, after years of near misses and, and really starting out a life dynasty. Um, but, of course, uh, that was when things turned. Uh, there was a rumor going around, courtesy of Ted Wagonect, who knew these kind of things, uh, that Chloe had cheated on me. And not just cheated on me, but cheated on me with Brian Henley, uh, one, of, yeah, one of my best friends in the world, and also kind of a short little bug-eyed guy who, in just two short years, would be a, a serious Birkenstock-clad pothead who would get really aggressive with people who littered. Um, anyway, uh, apparently they fooled around, possibly at Charlie Shulman's bar mitzvah. That was one story. Um, but word got out to Brian that I knew, so he was avoiding me all day, and I finally caught up to him in USSR, uninterrupted, sustained, silent reading. And I remember staring daggers at him across the room and actually even breaking a pencil in two to, like, cartoonishly highlight my anger. Um, and when I talked to him, he was, he felt, clearly felt bad, but definitely in a, you can't control who you love kind of way. Um, and I confronted Chloe, and she was vaguely apologetic about it, but ready to just move on. Uh, and for some reason, that was okay with me. She said it was okay, so it was okay. Um, I don't know why, but I guess I, I was thinking, young love is like this. And... Um, but I, it, things were weird, and I knew that I had to uh, do something to correct them. So my solution was to get her a gift, a significant gift, a lover's gift, uh, that um, you know, set things right, set just the right tone, told her I was ready to move on. And somehow I decided that that was a four-foot-tall plush Mickey Mouse doll. Um, right. And so those things were expensive, though. So there was no way I was going to be able to afford it on my own. So in some weird sense of, like, dueling gentlemanship... <laughs> I asked Brian if he wanted to split it with me. Um, and he did. And so it would be like 40 to $50 each for the mouse. And um, so we were in seventh grade, and it was both of ours first like courtship. So instead of being like this gross thing that my friend did, instead it, it became like we were suitors in the fucking Odyssey or something. And I remember we walked down, we went down to Water Tower, the Disney store. We perused the aisles, picked one out. Um, we both signed a card. Uh, like she worked in our office or something and we took turns carrying it because it was really heavy and then we very ceremoniously presented it to her at her door she seemed pleased she gave us both the kiss on the cheek uh, we shook hands like two gigantic fucking idiots and um, about a week later uh, she broke up with me and then a year later she went to military school in Indiana at Culver and Brian's teaching English in, English in Turkey right now right. very good, very good. Nick Bayer, everybody. Whoa, Joan. Miss, Miss Boehner. 
It's okay. It's Nick, if you could please just don't. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Nick Bayer, thank you for thank you for sharing your shameful tale of adultery and plush toys with us this evening. Sure. Sure. Thanks for You're welcome. Nick Bayer, a seventh grade cuckold. How does one love again after such heartbreak and devastation? Uh, it was hard. Uh, it was, yes. It was just, I was just a whirlwind, so I was ready to get back, get back on the horse, I think, after back that. Back on the horse. Yeah. Back on the horse. <laughs> and as if that was not bad enough, as children we are taught that Mickey Mouse can fix everything, but Mickey Mouse could not, would not, save you here. Have you been able to look at Mickey Mouse the same since that doomed relationship, Nick Bayer? Uh... He was always my least favorite Disney character, yes. so I was okay, you know, cutting yes. him loose. Um, but it proved it proved to me how I felt, like why I didn't. You a him. Donald Duck man yourself? Or? Daffy? 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 That's Warner Brothers, but uh, oh well. All right. I'm Donald. sorry, I don't mean to correct you, but uh, don't. All right, then Donald, I guess. Donald, you guess? Okay. <laughs> no, Daffy. I'm sticking with Daffy. Chloe, 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 um, bitch goddess, if there ever was one, and your BFF, Brian, certainly wasn't your BFF, Tough Break Nick, is this when you decided to get into comedy? Was your comedy, is your comedy an act of vengeance against this bitch goddess and your former best friend? It's, po- it's possible. Um, it's very possible. And I did some, I ended up doing some comedy with Brian, too. Brian's a weird guy, but... He was, a good, he was a good man in the end. You strike me as a smoldering cauldron of burning rage. <laughs> I've just there's, met you, but that's my impression I have from you. There's still a little of that, but okay. yeah, it might be. What, what is a meaningful mixtape? What songs were on this meaningful mixtape? She's uh, in seventh grade, um, probably Wild Wild West. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. The King of Wishful Thinking. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, various classic rock jams that I was into. Okay. Probably the Eagles. <laughs> Escape Club, the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meaningful mixtape. Uh, yeah. And to shift gears ever so slightly, um, you were a high school improv and acting teacher, is that yeah. correct? And um, have you ever had a despondent teen, uh, one of your students, approach you and say, Hey, Mr. Bear, I'm sad because my girlfriend left me for my best friend. I'm going to split the cost of buying a Mickey Mouse doll with my friend Brian and uh, give it to her. That'll work, right? And you stand and shout, No! Has that ever happened yet? Uh, uh, I just, you know, I slip them a mix CD and I say, Listen to this. Meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. King of Wishful. Oh, yes. Uh, you're also a, you're a writer and a performer. Uh, what, what performances? Do you have anything coming up that you could tell uh, everybody about? Uh, the next one's probably not till January. Uh, my group is performing in the Sketchfest. Uh, it's a group called the Back Row. Oh, Sketchfest. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the Back Row very much. Very good. Um, well, uh, my my final question to you, Nick. Uh, it concerns um, fast food. Um, what is your favorite fast food restaurant and why? Um, probably Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it holds a lot of memories and good variety. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon, baked potato. Right, it's right. A... And I don't even eat either of those things. Usually Anyway. Well, Nick, thank you so much for sharing this tonight. It's really nice to meet you. Thank you so much. And um, here we go. Here's uh, Nick Bayer's Tale of Shame in the style of Eat It by Weird Al Yankovic as performed by Abraham Levitan. She cheated 
Abraham Levitan, everybody. Nick Bear. Welcome back, everybody. I uh, hope you're having a good time tonight. Clappity clap clap. Okay. All right. So, uh, on behalf of everyone at the show, thank you so much for coming uh, out tonight. Um, so, uh, you can follow us. Uh, we have a sign-up sheet over there. Uh, we can. We'll send you an. Uh, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Um, right there in the corner. Uh, you can uh, leave us your email, and we will uh, just let you know of future shows. They're typically the second Friday of every month here at the mm. beautiful Hideout Inn in Chicago, Illinois. Mm. Um, and uh, we also are on uh, uh, Twitter. Twi- is, twi- is that what it is? Twitter. Yes. Twitter. Yes, yes. Twitter. And, um, what you want? What you explain? I don't get this stuff. Well, <laughs> I I love it. I love it. It's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? And and people just people just pull out their phone and start pressing the buttons madly. I can't stop. They love it. They can't. They help. love it. We love it. Yeah, we do. We and do. Uh, pound sign. I I would love to become a more giving entertainer, as I know you yeah. would as well. That's uh, all I do. And yeah. uh, so uh, so it is a, a personal goal of mine. To tweet you tonight. Me or everyone? You. Okay. I need to join this thing. I'm not on it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so tonight, let's get in front of my IBM after the show. Okay. Okay. I, uh, like Commodore. And I'm going to cut off the 64. phone line. I'm not going to take any calls tonight because I want the yeah. modem to yeah. be just for us. Yes. While yeah. we set this up. That sounds great. And by it's the exciting. end of the night... I will tweet you. And I'll know. It'll be like, you've got mail. And I'm like, yeah. 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 That's how <laughs> it's going to be. So we're going to have fun together. That, it's, a, it's a plan. It's a date. Great. <laughs> well, not a date, you know, but we're going to hang out. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh, who knows where it's going to lead. But we have, is, are there followers on Twitter? People follow you. Follow, shame. What's I'm, the name of ours? We have one. It's I'm called. I'm going to follow you to the computer. We'll do it together. That sounds awesome. But what's. Uh, <laughs> we we uh, made one. We made a tweeter page. Oh, that's right. What's it called? It's at. Tell everybody what it's called here. I'll, I'll look at you. You can't leave. This is important. You're, if you're going off to tweet, that's awesome. But um, That's great. But remember, it's at shame that. Tweet. <laughs> at shame that tweet. I'm not joking. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, this is serious, folks. So it's we could, fun. I wish we could just cross out tune right there and put tweet. Oh, uh, you know, that would be, be fun, but we'd have to pay for that. That's a lot of money we don't yeah. have. But yeah. uh, shame that tweet. Mm. How many followers did we have last month? We had f- oh, people following month. us. They last follow us around was, on the uh, computer. It was very exciting because I remember telling you in front of, <laughs> this was a wonderful, in front of yeah. everybody yeah. that we had 51 followers. Yeah. yeah. Some of you might be here tonight, and we thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for the tweetospheric love. And, um, yeah, so great. So how many followers do we have oh, well, today? Uh, I mean, it's been kind of a rough month. There's the, the shutdown. shutdown happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, Captain Phillips came out. Yeah. 
So uh, Hanks always brings us down. Yeah, Hanks. It's about forty-six. Forty-six followers, everybody. Forty-six. So if you're a part of that forty-six, thank you. But if you'd like to join them, please follow us on Shame That Tweet. And thank you so much for coming out. Okay. See you later. See you. See you. Yeah. I'll see you later. I'll see you later too. IBM. That's right. Great. (laughs) Select no uh, IBM. Okay. I mean, let's bring up our third and final contestant, everybody. Please give a warm Wabansia Street welcome to James Earl Folks, everybody. James Earl Folks. Okay, James, give that wheel a spin. Here we go. Audience, last time. Shout out what you really want to hear. What do we want? Cheeseburger in paradise. Is that what you guys wanted? What did you want? Warrant? Wow. That was some underhanded, corrupt Illinois politics at work here. We got the Humpty Dance. And that's why we live where we live, everybody. So uh, we give the people what they want, the Humpty Dance. So, uh, Jason, you have three minutes to shame on your mark. Here we go. And get set. Shame. Cool. My shame is a little bit different than everybody else's shame, just because this just shows how much of a scumbag I really am. I, uh, when I was 17 years old, it was Halloween right after September 11th in 2001. There was four of us sitting in a Honda Civic hatchback with 40s trying to figure out what we should do on Halloween when we were 17 and 18 because we didn't want to dress up and do little kid things. We had 40s. We were adults. So we decided that we were going to go to this place called Hell House out in Ellicott City, Maryland, where it's this, it's this place. It's an urban legend where it used to be a convent, but then all the nuns became prostitutes. And then all the prostitutes had babies. And then they threw all the babies in a pond. And then there were zombie babies crawling out of the pond. And there's a guy with a bunch of dogs that guards it now. And the dogs have rabies. And so it was one of those things. We were like, yeah, that sounds adult. Let's go do that. So we jump in the hatchback. We start driving out there. We're drinking. We're getting loaded. And we're like, all right, where is this place? Because it was out in the sticks. And we're driving through the back roads and everything, and all of a sudden this train of cars drives by us, and it's just every stereotypical uh, slutty girl Halloween costume in this train of cars. It's just like bunnies and kitties and nurses and just maids, and they're just like, woo, Halloween, and drive by. And we're like, fucking U-turn, right? So we just start following that. So we're like, let's go to that. Fuck Hell House and the nuns. Let's go to that. So then we get to a stop sign, and we yell to the car in front of us, who is another car full of dudes, who we just assumed just started following them like we did. We're like, hey, where are you guys going? They're like, a party. We're like, can we come? They're like, it's not our party, yeah. (laughs) So we're like, all right. So we go back, and and this is the age without cell phones and shit for you youngins. You actually had to call people and get directions to a party, and you had to wait for them and shit. So we went into this park, and we're there in this park, and we get out of the car, and we were kind of hood, and they were kind of rich. And, like, we're introducing ourselves. These fucking crazy white people set off a bomb in the parking lot. They set off a dry ice bomb, which is this huge noise bomb. And it was right after September 11th. So all the hood dudes just went, ah, motherfucker, and looked over at the entrance of the park. Blue Thunderbird rolling in with its lights off. So we all yell, cops, and run into the woods. We, t- we go into the woods with these girls and, like, this other dude, and we're in there, and the girls are like, oh, my God, we have to go back. The cops said we have to go back. We're like, you don't understand. You don't do what they say. Are you insane? Oh, the cops said come back. Oh, do- are you going to put the handcuffs on yourself for him? Is that what you're going to do? So the girls go back. The one dude that was with us, we grabbed him, and we put him up against a tree. We're like, you are getting us the fuck out of here. We don't know where we are. And he was like, I grew up in these woods. It's cool. We were like, follow the Navajo. Great. We're going to follow Navajo guy. It'll be great. Then they're like, we should go back and check to see the, uh, the, the car and see if we can just get in the car. They send my redheaded ass back because I don't stick out in the black woods. So then I just put my head up over this hill. We had to run through this hill, down this hill into the woods. And like, I just poked my eyes up like this much over the hill. There's like 15 cop cars with all their lights on. And they put a spotlight on my face and said, put your hands on your head and move backwards towards the car. To which I replied, nope, and just disappeared. 
We start running through the woods. My friend said I did the homer where they're like, hey, here comes Jason. He's going pretty fast. I was like, yeah, everybody run. <laughs> so we all just started running. Ten seconds later, all of a sudden, we hear the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. They sent a fucking helicopter after us into these woods. And boy, did those fucking 17-year-olds... I smell a double cheeseburger or whatever. Those fucking... The four of us turned into Marines because all of a sudden it was like, it's making another pass! Get down! We were diving into leaves. For some reason, we were hugging the trunks of trees because we figured that would somehow get us out of there. All of a sudden, we bust out of the edge of the woods and we're in a cul-de-sac. The, the fucking helicopter's coming, so eight, the five of us cram under a fucking Ford Bronco... And this thing circles the cul-de-sac with its light on for like 10 minutes, just looking for us. It was fucking terrifying. And then finally, it just flew the fuck away. And uh, we outran a police helicopter. And uh, I always feel weird when I tell people that story because uh, if you're ever with me, I know how to do it. So we'll be fine, okay? Thank you. (laughs) James Earl Folks, everybody. James, you sound really ashamed of yourself over the... No, um, oh, I'm sorry. It's time for the lightning round. It's time for the lightning round. Okay. So uh, just answer these questions. Uh, they're fast food themed for the most part. Answer cool. them as quickly as possible. So here we go. Uh, lightning round. Best fast food in the United States? Uh, McDonald's, double, uh, McDonald's dollar menu because it just keeps us all fucking alive. Yes, okay. Worst fast food in the United States? Uh, McDonald's double uh, dollar menu because it keeps <laughs> us all alive. Burger King or Dairy Queen? <laughs> Dairy Queen, get the fuck out of here. Hard shell or soft shell? Hard shell. Taco Bell. Ooh. I'm going soft shell at Taco Bell. Who sucks more? Wendy in the new Wendy's commercials or Dennis Leary talking about Ford trucks? Ooh, two redheads. Uh, <laughs> I really hate that Wendy's chick. I wish Dave Thomas was back. I miss that old fat okay, fuck. Okay, we'll take that. We'll take that. Um, Smith song title that best summarizes your life. <laughs> I don't... There's so many... <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of one that would encapsulate. I can't think of one. I can't think of one. I gave this a lot of thought, and for me, the one is, that joke isn't funny anymore. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Um, Is there such a thing as bad pizza? No. No. no, I have left a pizza in the oven overnight when I passed out drunk and still <laughs> ate it like a black cracker in the morning. It's <laughs> science. Still good. American mattress or America's next top model, which one of these will be hit the hardest from this shutdown? <laughs> Hopefully America's next top model on America's mattress. Am I right, you guys? Yeah. Oh, American mattress. <laughs> Yay. Ah, they love you. Um, <laughs> America's Got Talent or America's Test Kitchen. Who will the shutdown hurt the most? You guys are mulling it over. That's good. Um, I would guess just like America's Got Talent because uh, uh, like all the real comedians are not going to work like Congress. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. That's right. That's right. Favorite dipping sauce? I went, I went to school in Pittsburgh, uh, so ranch. Ranch. You put Hell ranch yeah. on everything. There's a joke in Pittsburgh, uh, how do you get a girl from Pittsburgh to suck your dick? You put ranch on it. That's <laughs> how you do it. I don't, I don't get it. No, I'm kidding. You I'm can kidding. say vagina, <laughs> too. Say vagina, too. It goes both ways. Um, sesame seeds or poppy seeds? Poppy seeds. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Cream cheese or hummus? Cream cheese. Hmm. Hmm. A lot of the hummus crowd here. Um, what sexy costume will be popular this year? Um, sexy costume this year? I don't know. Uh, didn't they say like all the Congress people got like wasted at a kegger? Could it just be like wasted Congress people? Slutty like, wasted slu- Congress. slutty congresswoman or something. <laughs> that would work. That would yeah, work. Yeah, I, can see that. I was thinking Heisenberg, slutty Heisenberg, ah. slutty, slutty Heisenberg. That's going to be the big costume. Um, 
If you were to create your own deluxe high-end hamburger a la Kuma's, what would you put on it? Ooh, uh, something with weed. Um, <laughs> like a lot of things with weed. <laughs> weed burger. Yeah, you're weed just, burger. yeah. I mean, I always go to Kuma's really high, so yeah, I'm pretty much tasting weed anyways. <laughs> uh, best burrito in Chicago? Uh, Taqueria Moran. Yeah, right by fucking California Blue Line. Check that shit out. Great choice. Um, hypothetical situation. It's late at night and you've been drinking. Where in the city do you go to get some food? Uh, I usually just walk to like the hot dog stand. Which one? Uh, I, I, it's like, I think it's just a Maxwell's house. It's like Western and Armitage. Western, okay. Okay, awesome. And uh, well, Jason, that's, thank you for playing the lightning round. Uh, you did wonderfully. And thank you for shaming with us tonight. Yeah, thanks, man. Jason Earl. Folks, everybody. And here it is, the style of the Humpty Dance. Here's Abraham Levitin. Uh-uh, search me, baby. Search me, baby. <clears throat> All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the Halloween experience you're used to. We knew Hell House. We're seeming like a swell house Because of those 40s we were getting mad sows Followed babes Dressed for a party Pulled into the park and someone got real arty Set off a bomb <laughs> Hiding from the cops Blue Thunderbirds where all the fun stops I did a dance in my pants and took it up Uh-uh, search me baby I need to take a dump to dump uh. Search me baby Taking a dump de dump I was a redhead Suddenly I had a spotlight In my eyes I ran into the hot night Copters Chasing us kids Made it kind of hard to handle our biz Cramming Underneath the Bronco The copters searched but not tonight yo We beat them And I was proud Celebrated the only way I knew how I did a dance in my pants I took a dump Oh, oh Search me, baby I got a dump-de-dump Dump-de-dump Sexy lady In my pants I'm taking a dump-de-dump All right Abraham Levitan, everybody Jason Earl, folks is time for us to determine who really most shamed that tune. Contestants, please approach the front of the stage, a.k.a. the antechamber of shame. Well, well, three contestants stand before me, but only one shall emerge victorious and win our grand prize. As part of the winner's prize package, the season's champion will receive $150,000 from GoBank, the award-winning new bank account made to be used on a mobile phone, $50,000 of next-generation technology from HP and Intel to help enable their creativity and launch their new business. A year supply of I can't believe it's not hummus. And an all expense paid retreat for two to the exotic Red Roof Inn in luxurious Burbank, Illinois. <laughs> Courtesy of I can't believe it's not hummus. They also win a chance to design and sell an exclusive collection at Bergner's in the Northwoods Mall in Peoria, Illinois. A complete sewing and crafting studio from Brother Sewing and Embroidery. Jesus. A fashion spread in Mother Jones magazine. A 2014 Lexus IS350, a $100,000 roast beef allowance from Arby's to inspire sandwiches that truly pop, and a $50,000 styling contract with L'Oreal Oak Lawn. 
This is a prize package worth more than half a million dollars. And the model paired with the winner of Shame That Tune will receive a fashion spread in Mother Jones Magazine and $25,000 from L'Oreal Oaklawn. Did you, did you clear that with our marketing team? I don't think we can afford that. I don't think that's true. I think this was all a pack of lies. Uh, but we do have some wonderful gifts for all of you, parting gifts, which will be a surprise. But now it is time for the audience to determine who most really and truly shamed that tune. So audience, if you believe that Kevin Smith most shamed that tune. Applaud now. audience, I ask you, if you believe that Nick Bear most shamed that tune, applaud now. Finally, audience, I ask you, if you believe Jason Earl folks most shamed that tune, applaud now. Difficult decision awaits myself and the judges, which, with whom I shall now confer to determine who really most truly shamed that tune. Before we award our prizes, let's hear it once more for all three contestants who are all really, really great tonight. Thank you so much. (laughs) And now it is time to award our third prize winner on tonight's Shame That Tune. James Earl Frokes, you're our third prize winner on tonight's Shame That Tune. Come on up, Jason. We have some prizes for you. Thanks for playing. Uh, you, get a, uh, you get a cookie. But that's not all. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of times people get third on this show, and they're just like, oh, fiddlesticks, I got third, I lost. Uh that's not really the case here because it's all in fun. So to lift your spirits and uh, replenish your ego, we would like to present you with a, a life affirmation from the life coach. Hello, my sweet, gentle-haired child. You know... Jason might be feeling a little down in the dumps right now. But let's look at some positives, shall we? For starters, 
Your attempt at the junior birdman never worked out into social avian flu. That is a perk. Nor was your story a thinly veiled attempt at letting a room full of people know about your modern day fetishes. And in terms of your story, you came out here tonight and immediately let everyone know you're a scumbag. You used the next seven minutes, roughly, to hit that point home. So it's clear to each and every one of us that you're a man of your word. And what else is there, brother, huh? folks everybody thank you life coach for the always beautiful beautiful words now it's time to award our second prize winner on tonight's shame that tune it's a long show Kevin Smith, you're our second prize winner on tonight's Shame That Tune. Congratulations, you win a cookie. You also win a journal. This is the last of the many journals we've had over the years. We need to get more. So this is the very last journal. It's a nice chocolate brown. So keep writing. I had it, and I had to get rid of it. So, uh... <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, but that's not all, Kevin. Uh, just like third place, a lot of people get second place. Like, oh, I'm second fiddle. Oh, darn it. Um, to lift your spirits, uh, we present to you an awkward hug from our intern, Miss Joan Boehner. time to award our grand prize winner on tonight's Shame That Tune, the moment we've all been waiting for. Nick Bear, our grand prize winner on tonight's Shame That Tune! Um, You win. Look at this wonderful t-shirt. Wear it proudly everywhere you go. It says, I won big on Shame That Tune. One big on Shame That Tune, but that's not all. You also win. What is in that envelope? I'm going to tell you. It's two tickets to the hideout show of your choice. Two tickets to the hideout show of your choice. So, congratulations. You're our grand prize winner on tonight's Shame That Tune. Nick Bear, everybody. And Kevin Smith and Jason Earl, folks. Let's hear it for them. on sound. Thank you, Matt. It's good to have you back. The hideout. The life coach. Miss Joan Boehner, everybody. Abraham Levitan on the piano. And the host with the most, what's his name? Brian Costello. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. And um, Fitting song to uh, kick things off with. Um, we are the champions, my friends. And uh, before we go, um, we'd like to just celebrate the champions and all of us with um, a song um, by one of my favorite local bands, Sticks. You guys know the band Sticks? Wonderful band. And... Um, it's kind of a tradition now. Uh, we like to have a Dennis DeYoung off. Dennis DeYoung, the lead singer of Sticks, we will imitate him 
as our farewell song, okay? Do you understand this concept, Abraham? We've been doing this for two years now, I think. Okay. So you're going to sound like him, and then I'm going to sound <laughs> like him. We're going to try. Okay. It's hard to do, but we're going to do our best. That okay? sounds fun. That yeah. sounds fun. So we are the champions. You are the champions. Thank you so much. Do you know this one? That's the one. That's the one. Good. I'll start. Okay. <clears throat> Shaming today. Oh shit. We had ourselves some fun with your diary. He's good. Shame, happy, shame, God. Oh shit. And think about the jokes and the lies. We are. Think about him, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Costello, and I am your host. And along with intern and life coach, I'm the guy playing piano. And we're glad. so much for uh, coming to the show, everybody. Hope to see you next month. Thanks for shaming with us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>